Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Now onto the show. Hi everyone, it's Shay here. If you are looking for a space online where you can find full-length yoga practices to move your body, creative exercises, art journaling, journal prompts, meditations to help you connect back to yourself, and a little bit of understanding about yoga philosophy and how and why it works, plus a whole lot of tutorials, tips, and exercises to help you live a creative, inspired, and healthy life, you can head over to members.shaydaya.com. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Kombucha and Color. It's Anna and Shay here today and today we are talking about personal development, self-development and I guess sharing a little bit about why we think that it's important, why we think it can be helpful in everyday life and also a little bit about our different experiences with personal development. Between me and Shay and all the listeners, I'd just like to share with you that Shay did not want to record this episode. (laughs) And then last week when we were supposed to record it, it was like the universe did not want us to record it because there was a problem with the sound and every single word Shay was saying came out in double. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, hi. Hello, hello. (laughs) And then today, Shay tried to get out of it again because she was rushing back from teaching a yoga class and her train was cancelled. So Shay, do you want to share a little bit about your resistance to talking about self-development? Well, initially, hi everybody. Initially, when you said, okay, well, next week's podcast episode, let's do our personal development. And immediately I was like, oh, but Anna, I don't want to like go head to head with Anna in like how much personal development each person's done because... I've seen your resume, like, let's not go there. And that was my resistance to it because I think there's a tendency for us to kind of identify with the courses that we've done and the training that we've done and the knowledge that we have. And that can be something that takes us out of personal development. So that is my, I suppose, my resistance towards it. But as I go down this personal development path and this personal growth journey, every time you come across a resistance or something that is a barrier or you feel is a block for you personally, that is an opportunity for growth and that is an opportunity for self-expansion in within yourself. So whether you've been on massive trainings or done different programs or courses or whatever it is, if you can take your life situation as you are right now, which doesn't require you to have any extra investments or anything else but if you can really sit and be honest with yourself like that is huge opportunity for growth and learning and true expansion and as we'll get into the show like we are growth seeking beings so that is what we want to do we want to grow and expand but yeah that's just my devil's advocate in how sometimes we can be grabby hands with trainings even though it's it's things that we love to do and we love to learn and, and grow and seek seek more so yeah that was my resistance but here we are recording the podcast (laughs) so what you're really trying to say is that in recording this podcast you have had a personal growth and personal development experience by overcoming that resistance 
Yes, for sure. And that's, and you can overcome many resistances within your life. And if you are willing to be honest with how you are feeling, so really being in your feelings with it rather than stepping away from the feelings, because sometimes um, it's easier for us, easier for us to push away experiences and feelings because there's a little bit of hurt or there's a little bit of pain there. But if we can really be truly honest with ourselves, um, which is the challenging part, because sometimes that honesty requires us to look at parts of ourselves that are a little bit ugly or a little bit harder to, to bear. So yeah, it's about looking down in the face of the barrel, you know. <laughs> what was scary your stuff. scary stuff? Scary stuff. What was your um, first entry into personal development? Yeah, gosh, it's. I mean, we we were talking about things before we came on the show. Just sometimes, sometimes, not always. We sometimes we just dive in and we're like, let's just chat. And then other times we have a little bit of a pre-podcast brief. So in our pre-podcast brief, we were talking a bit about development, and I was saying that we are even from a very young age, we are developing you know, as people, because from an infant, infant is learning how to talk and then learning how to conceptualize and always, you know, throughout the different stages of a child's development, they're growing and learning and developing something new. So there's absolutely no reason why that needs to stop or why that should stop as we become adults. And when I did the Steve Linder training that we've talked about previously, he talks about this idea of mind conditions um, being less than life conditions. So when your life conditions become greater than what your mind is capable of dealing with, there's an opportunity there for us to grow so that we can equal our life conditions. And it's usually when there's a discrepancy between life conditions and mind conditions that we experience that resistance, that stress, that fear, all those things that usually don't feel so good. But it's those those feelings, those emotions, which are very often leading us, leading us why can I not talk today, leading us <laughs> down this opportunity um, to grow. So when you ask me, like, what is my first experience? It's obviously very difficult to say, well, what is my first experience of growth and self-development? Because that's you know, that's all been happening, I think, for all of us since we came out of the womb. But in terms of actual courses, again, it's difficult to define because every bit of knowledge that we are accumulating is helping us to frame our perspective on the world and raising our awareness and raising our consciousness. But if we think of the more traditional sense, when I did my nutritional therapy degree, I had to do a NLP training. So NLP is... Um, cannot talk, is neuro-linguistic programming, which is essentially looking at neuro, the brain, linguistic language programming. That's pretty self-explanatory. So how we can use language to reprogram the brain and therefore reprogram our you know, behavior patterns because behaviors are just a consequence of what we think and what we feel, whether that's conscious or unconscious. So I did this NLP training when I first moved to London to do my nutritional therapy degree in 2008. I absolutely hated it. It was awful. And I feel actually a little bit sad now 
that I completely wished the time away because mentally I wasn't in the right headspace to receive it. I just moved to London. Life was very stressful for me. I, you know, was kind of just struggling to get by and then I would have to take time off of work to attend these trainings, which were on the weekends. And then there would be engineering works on the train, which would make it like a three and a half hour trip each way. I was exhausted. I remember one time I cried and uh, it was just the most horrible experience. So I was almost like against or put off some of the self-development work for um, a certain amount of time. But I really do believe that in life we are being divinely guided um, you know, to what we need or towards what we need or what will help us evolve through our soul's purpose. And it was something that I then later came back round to naturally. As I started my online business and Ben and I moved down to Bournemouth, I realized that I needed more help and support. And my clients were coming to me with all of these things that I needed more skills to support them on. And then I went down the rabbit hole. I took the blue pill or the red pill. I'm not sure. (laughs) I I took a pill. Down the rabbit hole. (laughs) How about you, Shay? Yeah, I think, sorry, just to to, um, reiterate what you say about the self-development journey, because I think that, as you said so beautifully, like we are being divinely guided. And I think that sometimes we have these lessons or these learnings that come into our experience. And maybe at that particular point in time, we aren't ready to receive the lessons and the learnings from it, but it's somehow somewhere stuck in our brain or in our consciousness or subconsciousness. And then maybe it's weeks or months later where suddenly something else opens for us. And then we have this remembrance of the lesson or the learning and it's suddenly everything pieces together. I went to a, a yoga workshop with Uma Dinsmortuli, who's this amazing pregnancy and women's health yoga. She's like a guru in the yoga world with that type of work. And I remember going to this workshop and thinking at some points, wow, this woman's like really crazy. Like she's like way out there. Like she's like wants to feed her period blood to the plants and like, sure, she's crazy. But now as my understanding and my growth and my development in those areas have evolved, suddenly I'm remembering those lessons and those learnings and going, oh, actually what she was saying makes a lot more sense to me now. So wherever you are on your journey, I think that whatever you're going through is leading you to something else and it's leading you to um, a greater expansion of yourself if you are open to receive it. And it doesn't have to be open to receiving it now, but it can be in the future. But I had a... Well, I was just going to say I had a similar experience and you may remember this with um, Colleen who we interviewed on the show who's an energy healer and you had told me so many stories about Colleen and I was always just like yeah yeah that's nice that's nice nice story blah 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 and then one day you just mentioned her again and I like latched onto it like a dog with a bone and it, you know the very next day I contacted her and had started working with her even though you had been planting those seeds for probably about a year. Mm. The planting the seed is such a good analogy for personal development and personal growth because you can plant all these seeds and it's up to you to water, to cultivate, to keep that nourished. But when those seeds sprout or how they connect back to each other is really like out of our timing um, and which seeds sprout at which times is yeah completely out of our timing and out of our control. But my very first experience of personal growth was actually a book that I read called The One Thing. And I think we've mentioned it on the Productivity Podcast and it was given to me by Lulu Becker, who we've also interviewed. And it was my first book of something that I read that I was like, wow, this is 
this is really helpful. And then suddenly I realized that there was this whole world of knowledge and information and wisdom that is really helpful for living a more empowered, positive life. So that was the thing that kind of segued me into personal development other than the courses and the trainings and things that I've done. So yeah, that's my story. And so I wanted to share this analogy, which I've been reading. I think I've shared already. I've been preparing for the Grounded Goddess 3, and I've been reading a lot of the work of um, Anadea Judith and her book, Eastern Body, Western Mind. And she shares this analogy, which is the three distinct levels of human consciousness, which is the original concept is, I'm going to hopefully pronounce this correctly, is Eric Yanched, Yanched, I can't pronounce it. (laughs) Anyway, I'll put it in the show notes with the correct spelling and you guys can try. He shares this explanation of human consciousness, which he calls diving into the river of consciousness. And there's three levels. So the first level is the rational level, where we relate to things in this I, it way. And so if you imagine you're on the bank of a river and you're wanting to find out more about the world and you're, and the river is perhaps the world and you're studying the river. And so maybe what you do is you put a thermometer in the river and you measure what is the river temperature. You have some way to gauge how fast is the river flowing and you measure that. And maybe you go, okay, well, what is the level of the water in summer, spring, autumn, winter? So it's very much this kind of rational knowledge, quite scientific knowledge. And that's usually the way that we learn, at least, you know, if we go through like a school system or an um, education system, it's kind of like very practical, very rational knowledge. But at some point in time to really, truly start to understand the river, you're going to have to get in. And that is what I would probably say is that is that moment where, like you said, when you read the book and you were just like, oh my gosh, there's this whole other world. That is the experience. Cause eventually once you jump in the river and maybe you go below the surface and you open your eyes, you're like, there's all the stuff I had never seen before. And then it becomes not so much about knowledge, but it becomes about experience because now you're experiencing what does it feel like when the river flows fast? What does it feel like when the river flows slow? What does it feel like when the river temperature is warm? What does it feel like when the river temperature is cold? What is it like in winter and summer and autumn and spring? And there starts to be this experience. And there's almost this opportunity to let go a little bit it doesn't mean we completely lose the rational side but we we need to maybe let go of some of that kind of scientific data read stuff that i love but there's a moment of trust like you have to trust when you're in the river that you're not going to get slammed into some rocks And then the final stage is that, you know, obviously in experiencing the river, we learn our relationship to the river. So we, you know, if we think of like in life, we start to learn or get curious about like, like who am I and what is my purpose in this world and how am I relating to these different things? And then the final part of all of this is this like evolutionary state of consciousness where we're evolving, where we're, where we're growing with the river. So we know, okay, if the river goes like this, I have to do that. This is my response to this. This is my response to that. And you eventually become one with the river. That sounds a bit like, woo, but that's, it's that kind of, that idea of oneness with the world. So as we, I guess, progress through these personal growth experiences or opportunities, however they show up, 
there is this element of trust and losing a little bit of the rational and this idea of wisdom doesn't just come from knowledge, but wisdom comes from experience and allowing ourselves to have experiences, whether we want to label them as good or bad is all part of evolving our consciousness. Mm. I love that it, it relates so much to the experience of it because that from a very practical point of view for someone who's like thinking, Oh, well, I don't really know how to jump in this river and experience. And it's kind of all a bit woo woo, but from a very practical point of view to have an experience means to sit with yourself, to sit with your emotions, to walk along the path of your emotions, to not as soon as something gets tough or challenging, sort of step off the path and get out of the river. But it's about you know, if the river does slam you up into a rock, how does how do you you know evolve and, and and shift around it, and what is your response to it without just jumping back out the river? So, yeah, it's and and I think that's what makes yoga such a powerful practice because it allows us to sit with sit with discomfort and to sit with you know if we're sitting in meditation and suddenly our foot's gone numb, do we immediately just shift and come out of the meditation because we can't handle that discomfort, or are we able to sit? to process and just be with that discomfort, even if it means the body is not in its most pleasurable place or position, um, how can we stay with that, with that feeling a little bit longer? So it's about building that muscle of, of leaning into discomfort sometimes, which is, is such a practical thing for us to be able to do. And you and I actually had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. We were doing our pre-podcast brief and I was in tears because we were talking about this idea of being on this personal development path because it's this idea like once you're in the river and you know what it's like to be in the river, there's no going back. You can't unsee what you've seen. You can't unknow what you know. You can't unfeel what you felt. It's all, it's all there. And you had asked me a few weeks before, a few months before, I can't remember, like, do you, would you ever like to just like be normal and, you know, be that person who like goes to work, maybe goes to the gym, comes home, makes dinner, has a bra on the weekend with, with their friends. And it's kind of like this very happy, simple, uncomplicated life. And I was like, no, <laughs> you know, like never, like I, I, you know, I wouldn't like things to be different. And then I was having this meltdown <laughs> because sometimes I think that the difficulty or the challenge with, as you grow and develop, as you do come up against these things, which are, which are hard or difficult, there's almost this, you can't get complacent anymore. There's no opportunity just to stay the same. It's almost once you are evolving, you are continuously committed to evolving and you're continuously committed to going through the ups and downs that align with that. And yeah, it's, it's a challenge because sometimes we enter into these things and we don't know what we're getting ourselves into and, until we're there. Yeah. It's an uphill slope, but it's it's really worth the journey because as we uncover things within ourselves, it creates shifts in how we relate to others, which empowers our relationships and um, it empowers the communities around us. So the more that we can invest in ourselves, not necessarily financially, but time, energy, what are you doing to support your personal growth today and maybe that practically looks like sitting down for five minutes and exploring your feelings or you know finding about where your resistances currently are and working through that or seeing if there's situations in your life that come up that you have a triggered automatic response that 
or reaction, should I say, that perhaps isn't aligned with your higher self, how does that shift and change if you really are honest with yourself and observe it? Because as soon as you observe something, it shifts and it changes. So it's really taking the approach of being really honest and truthful with yourself, which is sometimes difficult because it rubs us up against things that we maybe don't want to see. So it's like trying to diving under that river with a blindfold on but at some point you have to like you have to really open your eyes and 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 dive into it so Let's see what what is there yeah and when, sometimes there might be creepy crawlies that you don't want to see <laughs> crawlies, jellyfish yeah. um, many of my clients are looking for ways they can optimize their health through the power of food i often supercharge their lifestyle with green tea to support them with everything from weight loss to hormonal balance to skin conditions to immune function as a green tea lover myself i love that emerald matcha is ceremonial grade and approved by the uk organic food federation anna has always talked about the health benefits of green tea but I never really found one that I truly liked. After I tried a sample of Emerald Matcha's high-quality green tea, hand-picked from the very best farms in Japan, I thought, this is definitely a green tea I can get excited about. As a small business owner, it feels really great to support other small, family-owned businesses, and especially one with such a high emphasis on customer service. I'm so excited to bring green tea into my daily routines, as an antioxidant face mask for my skin, putting it into my smoothies, and making matcha vegan ice cream. Kombucha and Color are delighted to be partnering with Emerald Matcha Green Tea. Place your order and grab all the health benefits by searching for Emerald Matcha, that's Emerald Matcha, on amazon.co.uk. You can use the discount code kombucha15 for 15% off. A while ago, I was doing some open water swimming in Bournemouth um, this couple of years ago, and we had this jellyfish infestation. And I was just like, I didn't want to see the jellyfish. I was so like, you're swimming with your goggles on, and the, sometimes the sea isn't, the clarity isn't so good. And then all of a sudden, this jellyfish just appears in front of oh, you. And I was just awful. Like, I, I got out the river. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> when I went to before, um, I went to my yoga teacher training. I, I don't know, I can't remember if I shared this on the podcast. I went to go and see a tarot reader it was a very interesting experience and one of the things he said was that I have like a really big soul and he said when you incarnate you live um you live very big lives you're not here to do small work and he said you're not supposed to have an easy life there's supposed to be like it's supposed to be hard and painful and there should be debris everywhere and this guy I was just he was absolutely loving telling me all of this it seemed like he was getting a huge thrill out of bringing me all this what you know depending on perspective bad news but I think that just is that it just is the consequence of growing and developing and working on yourself as we have to experience a little bit of chaos and when I was in Sri Lanka, my yoga teacher training, I read all three books of Conversations with God. And when I've mentioned that to a few people, especially if they're maybe like a little bit anti-religion or not comfortable with the word God, it's kind of got their back up a little bit. But God in this case, you could really just think of like the universe or, you know, whatever word sits well with you. And in that book or those books, he talks about this idea of 
uh, the souls wanting to experience everything. And we cannot know something without knowing its opposite. So you cannot know tall before you know short, and you cannot know big unless you know small. So everything we know is being reflected in its opposite. So this is why we have to be open to all experiences in life because these, these hard times, the difficult times, the debris and the chaos and the struggle and the internal battles. The flip side of that is when we get to experience that, we get to experience all the amazing, incredible opposites. And that essentially makes us feel more alive. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the dark and the light have to exist together. And um, as you were saying that something that triggered for me was most often our most challenging moments or our most traumatic experiences are the ones that teach us the most. And that idea of opposites from a personal point of view, I dated Warren at university and like there was always something that I knew was really, really special about that love and connection that we had, but it had to take me going through a really difficult and challenging relationship um, to really experience what that was like to be able to fully appreciate and know and trust the love that I have with Warren. So Anna's making some crying faces here, <laughs> but it's, it's really true because in, in, as you say, like in order to, in order to experience that, that positive high, you have to know and be in the river of the stuff that is maybe challenging or or pushes you and tests you and that's yeah that's where you grow and develop if you have the tools and the openness and the willingness to be able to look at that as a lesson because it's easier sometimes for us to just close that in a little box and put it away and shove it down within us and that's fine for us to do but over time I feel like that thing that we put into this box and shove down in us is it can metast it can like metastasize into something that turns into grief or sorrow or rage or anger or all these emotions that then can be triggered through someone saying something or a partner doing something that triggers that opening of that box within you that hasn't actually been carefully processed and looked at and observed and, and dealt with so yeah. What what keeps on coming up in a lot of the reading that I've been doing recently is this concept of psychic energy. So when we are making parts of ourselves wrong or um, shameful and hiding them away from ourselves, whether that's conscious or unconscious, we use up a lot of psychic energy or I guess unconscious energy to keep it at bay. So it's almost like when you're if you were to be pushing something away from yourself and you're just continuously trying to push something away your entire life, then that energy is all bound up in that thing, that activity constantly keeping something away from you. That's not energy that you can necessarily be channeling through wholeness to something which is more amazing, more incredible and more beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I know for myself, when I let myself be in the flow of things, so as you say, like being in that river and being open to my feelings and really being honest and truthful with myself. And I've had a few personal experiences, growth patterns over the last thing where I've gone into a very reactionary mode and it's taken me a lot to step back and go, actually, am I going to react in the same way that I feel it's been triggered in me or am I going to return to love and, and, and act in, in, in a positive way that I want to. But yeah, I just think that there's, there's so much, there's so much value and benefit in being able to sit with ourselves in that way and, and really tune in. And sometimes, yeah, it's really hard. 
Yeah. And I mean, on that note, I know at the very beginning of this, when you were resisting the podcast and created all sorts of diversions to not be here today uh, or last week, (laughs) but um, I think at that stage you were thinking of it more as like a qualification you know, course type of thing and not to discredit courses because obviously I've done quite a lot of different courses and received a lot of coaching in many different areas and all of that has been invaluable. But there are tools that you can learn from people and through coaching, which can be very helpful. But equally so, I've found very helpful tools reading books. I found very helpful tools meditating. I found very helpful tools practicing yoga and sometimes just being quiet with myself and making the tools up in my own head. So it's, there's, there's all these layers to personal growth and development. And I think it's, I don't think that you, anybody should feel limited because they don't necessarily have the time or money to invest in expensive courses. It doesn't work like that at all. I think what makes somebody able to grow and develop is this ability to be open, having a natural ability to stay curious because when we're curious, we free ourselves from judgment. And when we free ourselves from judgment, we don't shut down. And so, and then what you said at the very beginning, which is just having that space and time in your life where you can be still so that you can process things, you can think about things, you can acknowledge and become aware of what is inside of you because the more aware you are of what is going on on the inside of you, the more aware you will also become with what is going on with other people and you'll be able to cultivate those connections. Mm. And what you say about not being in that resistance place or kind of being in the flow of it. And that reminded me of what I was going to say, but it's when I allow myself to let go of that resistance a little bit and just be in the experience and truly sit with it. That's when I know my intuition is so much easier to access. And so it's, a, it's, again, about that level of trusting. So trusting yourself and trusting that little voice that you hear within you, which I think is what you're saying is, is it's not about the qualifications. It's not about the things on paper that you learn because so often the biggest learnings comes from our experience, as we said in the beginning. It's about us being in life. Be in life. Be in life. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that's a kind of great wrap up for the show. Is there anything else that you wanted to say? keep growing keep expanding jump in the river yeah if you want to learn how to swim you got to get wet (laughs) exactly exactly and everything that you do in your life um, every single point it's like a little dot to lead you to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing so follow your intuition on it yeah and if anybody is listening to this and having a tough time right now just know that it's the only thing that we can really count on is that things will change amazing Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we will see you again next week. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week. 
Hello, it's Anna here and I was just wondering, are you living with embarrassing digestive symptoms that you consider to be normal just because you've been tolerating them for so long and you have no idea how you can fix them? Perhaps you suffer from hormonal imbalances or skin problems, low energy, foggy brain or stubborn belly fat that just won't shift. As a functional medicine practitioner, I always say health starts in the gut. We are not just what we eat, but we are what our gut bacteria eat. So I created the Beat the Bloat Digestive Reset, a 28-day elimination program to help women get to the bottom of their digestive symptoms while rebalancing their mood, their energy, their weight, and their hormones. For just £37, you can download your Beat the Bloat guide and be part of our Facebook community and receive my support. All you have to do is head over to resetmygut.com forward slash join and you can get started. That's resetmygut.com forward slash join.